It is that time of the day and the week where we like to help you out if you've got a pet at home, an animal that you've got some questions about. Now is the time to call 49216216. It is Pet Chat. Cheryl Shaw, welcome back. Lovely to have you as always. Oh, thank you, Sarah. It's great to be here. And David, hello to you. Hi, Sarah. Good to be here. What are you going to chat about today? I was going to talk about weight loss in our pets, cats and dogs. Well, after Christmas, Mm. you know, some of the pets have overindulged, so probably a good idea. Right. We're not projecting, are we? No. Okay. Okay. You know me. I'd never do that. And Cheryl, what are we going to discuss? I thought I'd talk about wrinkles and folds in dogs. Ah. It's all about being a bit pudgy (laughs) today. (laughs) Now, Kimmy, our promotions manager, you've popped in. I'm a new mum. Oh, you are a new mum. I know. You, you've got a new puppy dog. I do. Patterson. Patterson. What breed is he? He's a West Highland Terrier crossed with a Cavoodle. Okay. He's so, so he's cute. little. He's small and little. My question is mm. re- regarding his vaccinations, he's had one. Okay, yes. don't ask the question yet oh, because okay. we're going to have a quick break and when right. we come back, but it's around vaccination. Correct. Very important, Very. I'm sure David would say. We're ready. Got John uh, from Foster in. Now, you've got laying hens, but they're eating their own eggs. That's it. Oh, okay. So your question, I'm guessing, is why? Well, I, I, that's I'm not ringing you. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough. They're hungry. If I, if I knew that, I wouldn't be ringing you, would I? No, no, good good point. Now, how many Look, hens got, do you have, they've John? Got a, they've, got, they've got a brand new home. Yes, good. They've got beautiful nesting boxes. They've got shell grit. They've got beautiful food all the time, water fresh every day, and they still keep eating their eggs. I can't stop them. Okay, how many hens do you have? I only have two. Right. Um, and... My, I've, you've actually answered a couple of the questions I was going to ask, which was about the shell grit and the food and so on, yep. and making yep. sure that it's regularly cleaned and updated. Yep. Um, but then the next thing is, how long are the eggs sitting there for before they start at them? Only each, each, each morning I check them. Oh, they're packing them before you can pick them up in the morning. Yeah, yeah before I get them. Um, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to it. Because I was going to say, that the only, I would just want to make sure you're removing the eggs as quickly as possible. Yes, I am. What about if you um, put they a... Lie, uh, they lie over night and I pick them up about 7 o'clock of the morning. Yeah, okay. What about if you put a plastic egg in there? I've got three in there already. Yeah. They've been in there for about four months. Uh, I'm gonna, and I also I'm gonna, put um, a veggie garden in. Yes. And I give them heaps of spinach and lettuce. Yeah, I don't think it doesn't sound like the diet's going to be a big problem, but I'm going to um, no. have to look into this a bit for you. So, so okay. when are you back next, David? Are you back next week or the week after? I'm here for I'm here for I'm here for three days, but oh no um, worries. But we, but John, you, you can you can listen in. John. You can podcast or you okay. can stream live, so that's not an issue. I'll be back but, in two weeks. Okay, so a bit of research for you, a bit of homework for you, David, to have a look into. I like homework. Yeah, I know you do. You love studying and learning uh, things. So yes. we will come back to that and um, try to give you an answer, John. 49216216 is our number. Now, Kimmy, our promotions manager, you've got a new puppy, I Patterson. Do. I He's do. How, how many weeks? Tw- He's 12, 12 weeks. This 12 week. weeks. He's just a bundle of joy. You're, he you're is. very tired, isn't you? I am very tired. <laughs> I feel like I've had a baby. Just quietly. I am exhausted. Very energetic. But he's worth it. He's worth every cent. Mm. So he's having his second 
in uh, vaccination this week. And he's what? How old? He's 12 weeks 12 this weeks, week, yes. That sounds on good. Saturday. That sounds good. So he's had one vaccination already. Is, he, is it safe for him to meet other dogs after that second vaccination? So there's uh, two parts to this. One is about what, what do you know about the other dogs and their status? And the second thing is the location. Right. So at this stage, is it best if he only meets dogs who are fully vaccinated um, in their home or something like that? So a lot of dogs now, we, we kind of get them along to, it's a good age to now start doing puppy preschool. So obviously those dogs are all going to be in the same status. Yep. And so therefore we want to look at what the location is and making sure that it is hygienically cleaned. Um, because obviously, you know, some people would be reluctant to put them on the floor and pretty much most of the time that's attended to because we know that risk is there. Um, but just remember is that one of the things about the viruses and so on that we vaccinate for, for instance, um, parvovirus, which uh, is quite prevalent at the moment, and I, I suspect with this recent wet weather we're going to see more of it, the biggest problem with parvo is that it can stay in the environment for years. I've heard that. And you can get it on your shoes anywhere and then bring it into your house. Right. So, you know, the, the risk there is just making sure general hygiene, um, that we're not, you know, walking through the dog park and saying, well, everything's fine because Patterson's at home. Yeah. I'm just walking with a friend and then going home, but you've actually now got potentially uh, virus-laden shoes. Right. So I'm happy about the pet, the uh, um, puppy preschool. Yep. Um, but I, I just need to be cautious about those other environments. Right. At what stage then um, can you say go to a dog park uh, after uh, he's had all his vaccinations? Yeah. Well, technically a month after their last vaccination, right. their third third vaccination. So you might just have to do some home visits in the meantime, yeah. Kim. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thank you very much. No worries, Kim. Okay. You. There you go. Another happy customer. Not customer, but you know. Content person. Let's go to <laughs> Hilton now uh, in Gateshead. Now, Hilton, having some issues with your cat. Yeah, I've got a 15-month-old male <coughs> defect. Yep. And he's, he's spraying everywhere. Okay. Now, is this um, uh, inside, outside, just inside? Every, everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. And when you say on my car, oh, sprays, sprays on the plants inside my car, outside, inside the house. The, um, the plants are a bit different. We'll set them aside. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, we'll set them aside for a second because yep. that is not unusual. But I do think no. that the pattern is that he's really just getting out and marking as much of his territory. Yeah. Okay. Now, yep. how many cats do you have? Just the one. Just the one. How many? How many uh, litter trays do you have? Uh, one at the house and one down here at work. Oh right, are they are they connected? Are they nearby each other? No, no, no. Okay. No, oh, okay. Away. Should I have more litter trays? Yes, you need one okay. one per cat plus one. So if he's going into both locations, they'd have two in each. Yep. Um, you may consider different litters. Sometimes cats will avoid a certain litter. So, you know, they're happy with the crystals, but they don't like the crump, the um, compressed paper, for instance, yep. or sometimes yep. they like sand. There's Try different ones until you find what he likes. Yep. Um, but also I would suggest that um, uh, sometimes once they get 
you might think, oh, he likes that one, but it is yep. still a good idea to have a different type. Um, okay. Now that's put a different type in each litter tray, you think? Well, not four different types. I'd just have yeah. I'd have two, two different types. Yeah. Yeah. yeah two uh, down here and two at home. Now, when it, when he's spraying inside, is it where is he doing that? Is it up on on the wall or on furniture? All of the above. Mm. And what about other cats in the environment, stray cats? None. None, none that we none know that of. No that I know of. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think it sounds like it's a response that he wants to mark pheromones all over his territory. Mm-hmm. And so this is how he's doing it. So I'm wondering if there is actually other cats coming around. Could be. Um, that uh, also... Not visible to him, but they're leaving pheromones and he can smell that they've been there. Um, yeah, okay. And so he's taking the same response. And then what happens is, even though that might be outside, he's still going to have the same behaviour inside because in his mind he needs to make sure that this territory is marked. Yes. Um, now, that that can be pretty difficult then. Um, but in, in some ways it is a degree of a stress response. Um, yep. And so, you know, increasing the litters might help. Um, yep. And what we're trying to do is put in multiple things that are going to improve the situation. Uh, so increasing litters, as I said, different types of litter. And then uh, we would use a pheromone spray called Feliway, um, F-E-L-I-W-A-Y. And we, Feliway. Yep, yep. You can get this, comes in a bottle, and you just spray a little bit on doorways down low yep. where he, he can rub up against it. And yep. you don't need to do it every day. Um but what it does is just very calming. So, okay. Yeah, it'll help to reduce his stress levels. Okay. 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 So, and you could actually use that down at the um, the work shed as well at the workshop. Some good advice. Uh, now we've got a couple of people calling in uh, to answer that question or, or give us some potential mm. answers on why uh, John's hens were eating their own eggs. So we'll come back in just a moment and see what that advice is. Now, a couple of minutes ago, we had John call in from Foster. He's holidaying in the lovely Hunter region, and uh, his laying hens are eating their own eggs. Now, David, you were going to research that a bit more because you weren't entirely sure why that would be happening. Mm. However, our fantastic listeners are are getting involved. So we've got Steve from Barnsley on the line. You think you may have an answer to why the chooks are eating their own eggs? Hello. Yeah, g'day, Steve. What do you reckon? My grandmother had a trick. Mm. You, yep. if you can, if you're quick enough, you can put mustard on the egg before they try and eat it, and they don't like the taste at all. And oh, that stops okay. them from eating further eggs. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. And then they remember yep. that okay. taste, and if um, if they beat you. Um, you could get an egg somewhere else and boil it and still coat the mustard on it and put it back in the nest. Okay, so we're using a type of uh, aversion therapy Ah. that the chook would then peck at it, get that taste. And And they don't like... Yeah, and decide that's it. Maybe the old sriracha sauce, although I love that that on eggs. That's a good one. That's worth a try, isn't it? Yeah, you do don't. You think? Do you, you don't make Spanish eggs with and including the shell, do you? No, no, no. Just... You have sriracha on your eggs. 
sriracha sauce? Yeah, I don't include the shell. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Love it. All right, let's go to um, Marie. Oh, no, we may have Rob, sorry. Uh, Rob, is that you on the line? You've got a question about your <clears throat> rescue dog? Yeah, yeah, um, I'm, I'm here. Um, yeah, he's a, a border collie dingo, mm-hmm. and we rescued him um, about 12 months old. I'm not sure about what happened before, but it wasn't good. And I've had him for about five years, and he's great at home, but as soon as you get him outside the gate, he's just over-anxious. Mm-hmm. And he's a pretty powerful dog. You know, he's not silly, and he he just doesn't enjoy the walk. And my wife doesn't enjoy the walk taking him, yeah, because it's he can't wait to get out, and he can't wait to get home. So yeah. is that is that all he's doing? Is just pulling and trying to get back? Is that what's happening, Rob? Well, basically, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's uh, you know the least little sounds. You can't take him out when it's windy because the trees are rustling. But oh, we had right, a bloke okay. we had a bloke jump over our fence once though, and he put him back twice as quick as what he come over. So right. he's, not, he's not afraid. No, that's right. Um and and this is a really good point about dogs with anxiety, um, their reactions look fearful, but we have to understand when is it fear and when is it anxiety, because anxiety can be there all the time. It's very similar to people. Um, anxiety can be there all the time. There are maybe certain triggers. Um, however, it seems it's always overreactive to or inappropriate to what the trigger might be. So, um, there's a couple of things that we would look at doing and it's fairly, it's not necessarily complicated, but I think there is a bit of a process to go through. And I think this is one that you have to work with, um, you know, a, a trainer or a behaviour vet over a period of time. Right. Um, I thought that might be the case. Yeah. And the fact that, I, you I've know... I've tried everything. I've tried to socialise him. I've, I've got another dog that I've had since a puppy. Yeah. And he's fine with her. And I've tried to socialise him out, like get him out in the car and take him everywhere where we can. Yeah. Sometimes we actually try those sort of things. That's what we kind of call immersion therapy, where we expose them to whatever the anxiety triggers are, kind of in bulk. You know, they're just getting this massive wave of exposure, but it can actually um, create problems because unless we can work our way through that anxiety. So one of the things I was going to mention, apart from working with a behaviour vet on some training, is to... uh, a lot of these dogs do better if we manage them with some medication and that actually makes them easier to train to whatever the situation is. So uh, I know a lot of people have concerns about medication in these circumstances, but it actually makes a big difference. These dogs are in psychological pain. And so if we can improve their demeanour and their anxiety levels, they'll just be a lot happier and they'll live life a lot more fulfilled. Marie in Tea Gardens, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Oh, we appreciate you waiting. Now you think you've got a solution to the chooks not uh, to to the chooks eating their own eggs. Oh, you're breaking up on us, Marie. Oh, she's waited this long, and now we can't hear her. Technology has let us <laughs> oh, down. Oh my goodness! We'll give her one more try, Marie. You need to get somewhere where the reception's okay because we're not hearing you. Yeah, 
Can you hear me now? We've got you. That sounds better. All right. Um, not so much the uh, chooks eating. The uh, fellow said that he um, lay overnight. Now, chickens don't lay overnight. They go to roost overnight. So if he's going up early in the morning, he's actually collecting the day before's eggs. Mm. So they've got plenty of time to sort of nip into them. I've ah. had chickens all my life, and they rarely ever lay after lunch. They're always up and got their eggs laid. So maybe if he checks later on in the day mm-hmm. and gets them, be- gets them before they go to roost overnight. Oh, that's good advice. So the timing of the egg collection might actually make a big difference then. Yeah. 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 Look, chickens go to roost, you know, as soon as yeah. it starts to get dark. They do not lay eggs of a night. So yeah, okay. maybe, those eggs, maybe those eggs have been sitting there since 10 o'clock or whenever, you know, after he sort of collected the day the before. Day before. Right. Yeah, That's so. worth a shot, isn't it? Yeah, whatever we can do. Yeah, see, it's, so. a, it's team effort here, isn't it? Lots of great advice coming in. Am, am I? Does this mean I'm let off homework? Well... I've still got to come back it, for something. Yeah, 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 I think so. I'm going to say what Marie said. <laughs> well, you might get plagiarism marked oh, on that if you yeah. do. So. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to John now in East Maitland. Now, you've spoken to David before, uh, but your question is about your dog's allergies. Is that correct? Yes, yep. G'day. David, I spoke to you, um, I think it might have been before Christmas even. Mm-hmm. She developed an allergy, um, you told me, or they... They develop allergies, and you suggested either a diet or you know, something around the house, either in grass or whatever, has given her the allergy. Now, taking her off, I've got her on a new diet. She was on chicken a fair bit, but I've leaded all the chicken, yep. and she has improved uh, a lot. But she's also... Um, one of your other listeners rang up and mentioned something, a quill... A tablet, something quell. Uh, the only tablet I know quell is a um, uh, anti-nausea medication. So it probably wasn't that one. But there, no, there no. is, there is other medica- There are medications that will help. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I googled it, and that was something like that. But I can't remember. But anyway, it was something like three or four dollars a tablet, which was a bit dear for me. Yeah. I mentioned it to a few people and my chemist, and the chemist. Has suggested a pharmacy one, which is Alisoothe, uh, like for, it's a human one, and I've got her on that as well as changing a diet. Yes, and she like she has really improved. She's not scratching or anything. So okay. I'm wondering whether to take her off the allergy, um, the Alisoothe, and just leave her on the. I've got her on a basically beef diet. Okay. Um, um, yep. Do you think I could try that for a while and just see if she's okay with just the diet change? Or yep, okay. Well, let's um, tackle this, and it, it is such a common topic for us. But I think you're pointing to a couple of really important points, and one is that we often need to approach these problems with uh, multiple avenues, multiple tools. But at the same time, then when do we need to withdraw certain things? So it very much ends up being a bit of trial and error. There's no doubt about that. One of the things that probably does come into the mix, though, is when we have flare-ups, how do we manage that? 
we yeah. would you know we would always say to people if i get a dog comes into my clinic and we're getting a flare up then we're always going to do these basic things you know skin care uh shampooing low soap etc um maybe an aloe vera oatmeal blend soap uh shampoo that we use we would look at using um antihistamines as well and you know longer term we might look at diet change it's it's can be quite difficult but if you are able to see some success with diet change then that's great um but a lot of dogs will that will shift over time and then in certain cases we often then need to add more powerful medication so you know we're never going to have the same answer for every dog we're always going to have let's try this combination and see what happens and let's try this combination for this dog and then absolutely you will start to alter the approach particularly with seasonal changes like we're coming into autumn what are the changes different types of grasses and pollens so sometimes some dogs will get better and some will flare up so it's very much a trial and error thing and i'd probably say if you're going to do that and reduce the medication then i'd be looking at about a three to four week window but and assessing you know can we continue just with diet but just be prepared to add back the medication and possibly see the vet about it further. Thanks for your call, John. Four nine two one six two one six. I tell you the uh, the chook <clears throat> question about eating their own eggs. It's got everyone excited. I'm excited because I don't have to do any homework. Well, that, that's right. Well, we're not we're not putting all of our eggs in the one basket. We're going to our listeners and getting lots of different advice. Yeah, yeah, well you miss the excited one, but anyway, oh, that's I went, flew right past me. <laughs> Welcome, Joan, in Macquarie Hills. Now, you've got another suggestion as to why the hens may be eating their eggs. I have a solution. Mm. When the um, the eggs lay, the nest needs to have a slope on it and an alternate drop to where the egg goes and it rolls out of the nest and you collect the egg from an alternate space. And, and they're not able to access it. They can't. They can't, they can't get to it doesn't matter what the surface is. As long as it's got a slope on it, it'll go towards where you're going to collect them from. So, so Joan, you redesign the nest by putting yes. a board or, or a piece of wire on the base of it on a slope out to an outside area, collect them from the outside, and then that's done. That's a genius idea. I reckon, I, Sarah, you were going to give me two weeks of homework. <laughs> I would not have come up with this. No, well, Harry, Harry's practice on, on television... I saw that just the other day, but we we had 500 laying eggs when I was growing up, um, laying hens. Wow. And we had the, the nesting boxes separate. Yes. And that way they can't just stay on them because they go clucky quite often and stay on and you can't collect the eggs. There and they go. won't get dirty that way. As soon as they've laid, they roll out. We're coming up. This is fantastic, that's you know. That's how commercially they're designed. That's right. There yeah, is nothing well that our listeners won't be able to help us out with, I'm telling you. It's fantastic. That's all right. true. There's Thank always you. a solution. There is. Don't Thanks. worry about them eating it because you feed them all kinds of things. They'll pick at anything. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right. Great, great answer. Thanks, Joan. Thank you, Joan. Let's go to Lee and Pelican. Now, you've got a poodle that's having... Cavoodle. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd never heard of a kavpoodle. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, it's having trouble socialising. Yeah, David, um, I've acquired her. She's eight months old. Mm. Um, I've only had her for um, two, uh, two weeks, Monday gone. She was my son's. 
um, and he has um, a few problems. So she wasn't uh, socialised. She knew my husband and myself and my 14-year-old grumpy old little white mixture dog. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's very frightened. Kids, like uh, my grandkids come the other day and she just wet everywhere. I walk her twice a day. I'm trying to socialise her. Um, So if if she wants to go over to a dog, I'll I'll let her on the lead. But she normally rears up and backs off. And she doesn't bark. She actually cries. She's that frightened. Um, And even other people, she will warm to them after a while. If they just, you know, she'll walk up to them and then rear off and bark a bit. And then she may go back and have another little sniff. And I'm just beside myself with her because she's beautiful and I've never, I've had dogs all my life and I've never had, you know, any problems with that side of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think there's yeah. a, a couple of things that you mentioned that really stand out for me and one is that mm. it's, it's only been two weeks. Yeah. So that doesn't mean, you know, that we ignore anything. Um, it's just yep. that the time for improvement hasn't occurred but yep. obviously now you're alert to what the problems are. And, you know, with all these things, the younger that we can train dogs and work with them and so on, they're more effective. So uh, they'll learn these lessons fairly quickly. Okay, Um, so eight months isn't sort of too old for her to come around? No. No, okay. Ten years is not too old. Um, Okay. It just takes a bit more work. So that's why I was just saying it can be quick, um, not necessarily easy. Let's not say that. But certainly they learn fairly quickly. So there's a couple of things you mentioned about, you know, going for walks and other dogs and so on. Yep. It's kind of if she's choosing to do that, that would be, you know, we're not immersing her in the experience where she's exposed to too much stressor. But at the same yep. time, now that we know that, oh, yeah, she's interested in going to see dogs, but as soon as she gets close to them, then she backs up and yep. goes silly. Maybe let's just do it on a... um you know, we'll take her to within six feet of the dog and then yep. get them both to sit and that's enough. Yep. And then yep. the yep. next time we get a little bit closer and a little bit closer um, yeah. and just really trying to break this down over all of the, um, you know, with the kids around and so on, dogs, particularly puppies and cavoodles, you're going to find kids just love them and they might even yeah. love kids to an extent. But again, it could just be too much. It's too overwhelming. Yeah. Um, so but, just let it sort of go at her own pace, sort of thing. Well, it's it's probably yeah. a little bit more a little more guidance than just letting her go at her, her yeah. own pace, because yeah. her going at her own pace might mean that she lives in a cave for the next ten years. Yeah, you know she yeah, won't won't come worrying. out. So mm, mm. you do have to help her through that. Um, mm. But again, it's like we were saying before: we just need to break it down to small steps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so is it just um, like a good girl and a pat on the head, or should I give her a little treat if she no, sort of? Yeah. No. Use just food. Just a good girl and the pat on the head. I, I would use food and don't pat her on the head. Right. Okay. Um, we rub her under the chin. Right. That's okay. That's fine, but actually, just use food treats. So you need to. Okay. You can buy the you know like the dried um, jerky thing, right? Yeah. You need yeah. to break them up into small pieces so you can use them without making her put on weight. Yeah. And any time you're seeing behaviour, this is where it starts to get more detailed. When do you reward them? It has to be fairly quick. It has to be in exactly. relation to the, um, you know, the effort that they show towards what you want them to do. Yeah. But you don't get them and say, okay, well, we're going to teach her how to spin around and jump on the chair. And if she doesn't yeah. do it, she misses yeah. out. You really need to break that down. So yeah, 
because yeah. as I said, there's people, kids, and even adults until she warms to them. Yeah. But the yeah, good and then the I'm good news is that I think at a lot of things as well. Yeah. yeah. The good news is that you're onto it, um, and I think it's worth consulting with a trainer. There are a lot of puppy preschools will actually run programs for older dogs, um, which are kind of like the teenager dog. So you might find also doing it in that environment helps as well. But um, you would just have to try out and find the right place. Okay. 49216216. We have time for one more call and we do have a free line if you want to jump in very, very quickly. I guess, David, we're seeing a lot of um, people going through this socialisation issues with, mm, with puppies mm-hmm. as well because there's so many puppies out and about at the moment. So, you know, one of the things that really came out of last year, I think we talked about this on the first show back this year, was um, in 2020 when we're all socially distancing and we're saying that uh, our dogs need to be socialised at an early age. Yeah. And so we are going to see behaviour problems emerging. Well, not emerging, they're here now, these problems. So there'll be one- and two-year-old dogs who have not had that experience. All right, let's go to our final call. Who have we got? Uh, Maxine. Maxine. Now, what's your question for David today? Just make sure your radio's down, by the way. Just turned it off. <laughs> I just realised I still had it on. What's your question? We're running Thanks, out of time. Yeah, well, one of my dogs is uh, eating a lot of grass and vomiting. Yes. And also running his bottom along the cement. Right. And I was wondering whether it'd be worms or an animal yeah. blockage. Um, probably two different things. So yes, could be a problem around the back end. Sometimes that's itchy skin with even fleas. Can be tapeworm. Can be anal sac problems, and they need to see the vet. Vomiting after eating grass can sometimes be considered normal, but obviously, if we're seeing blood or it's you know just happening all the time. Um, and or it's out of ordinary, then I would certainly find out why, what's going on. But some dogs, like if they're going to vomit, they would do it anyway as an illness, but some dogs will make themselves vomit by eating grass. That doesn't mean they're healthy. So sometimes people say, oh, well, he's done it, it's natural. But actually the dog could be feeling quite nauseous and they want to vomit, so... Yeah. I would always want to get that checked out. And I guess you would make sure you, your worming is up to date anyway, correct? Just to yeah. eliminate that. Worms worms don't usually cause that much pathology, like that behavioural stuff. Okay. Yeah, that's more like chronic weight loss or blood loss. Yeah, right. So... So worth getting checked out, Absolutely. Yeah, there could be something going on. Okay. And look, we're out of time. Cheryl, we didn't even get to your topic today. it's so good. We've had so many callers. I know. Wonderful. Will you save it for us for next time? Absolutely. Wonderful. And David, look, you know, maybe do a little bit of that research anyway to see what you come up with about the the hens. Righto. Did we keep Marie's phone number? Marie's? uh, it It was someone else who asked the question initially. I know, but I need to, my source. Oh, you want to cheat? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, okay, I'm with you now. That's, the That's it right. for Pet Chat today. We've-